Hi, I'm Fred Schonenberg, and thank you for joining me on the Venture Fuel podcast. At Venture Fuel, we help companies find new solutions by partnering with the best startups from around the world. On the show, you'll learn the secrets of business leaders who tap into startups and the founders driving extraordinary results. We'll consider new ideas, stretch our mindsets beyond the status quo, and in the process, discover how to leap the competition and fuel personal growth. You may remember in Star Trek when they say, beam me up, Scotty, and all of a sudden the crew would get teleported wherever they need to go or other people teleported onto the ship. Or maybe in Willy Wonka uh, when they mic TV and all of a sudden one of the, the children gets shrunk down and is living within the television set. Those all come to mind uh, during this episode of the podcast where we talk to David Nussbaum. David is the CEO and founder of Portal, which allows you to teleport Yes, immediately teleporting to any location uh, that you would like. It is, uh, you could call it telepresence. Any way you slice it, essentially you would be able to speak to family, friends, or potential customers as a hologram. And that is all real and happening today. So without further ado, let's turn it over to Dave. David, welcome to the show. Brett, thanks for having me. So I'd love to start off if you could share the Portal founder story. Like, when did this kind of come to you? When did you start working on it? And sort of the origin of the company. My origin story started when I was a kid. I wanted to be a broadcaster. And I thought I was going to be calling uh, the play-by-play for the New York Mets. Like, for real. I really thought that. Yeah. And loved broadcasting. Worked for CBS Radio. Worked for ESPN. When podcasts uh, started, when I heard about podcasts in like the early 2000s, I shifted over. I had a podcast, you know, hundreds of episodes where I would interview people out of my living room, that, uh, people from entertainment and comedy and all kinds of stuff. However, I guess I wasn't a very good broadcaster. It never worked out for me. But what did, though, dropped into my world was uh, Tupac. He materialized on the stage at Coachella in 2012. And I thought, you know, instead of digitally resurrecting the late to posthumously perform, what if I took my broadcasting desire to connect the living? Instead of focusing on the dead, let's talk about connecting alive people. And of course, as a huge fan of Star Trek and the Jetsons and Back to the Future, I thought, what if, you know, what if we, all those things that they promised us in these shows and in these movies, what if we could really do it? So here we are today. That's sort of my origin from desire to be a broadcaster to physically broadcasting full 4K volumetric resolution people. Like if you're six feet tall, I'm beaming you across the world as a six foot tall hologram. Are you going to complete the circle of the dream here and like start beaming Keith Hernandez and and Daryl Strawberry and all those guys all around? I've become friends with my childhood New York Mets hero. Through my old podcast, I was at, look, I was born in New Jersey in the 70s. I became a huge fan of the Mets in the mid 80s, right? When they started to like get hot. And uh, I became a huge fan of Greg Jeffries. And so I met Greg Jeffries on an episode of my podcast about 10, 12 years ago. We became buddies. Like it's insane that I get to hang out. But Portal has been through several rounds of investors. We just finished our Series A where half of the investors are professional or retired uh, athletes. 
Marshawn Lynch, Luke Walton, Albert Pujols, and you know, WNBA players, soccer. I mean, we have and you know, musicians and entertainers. So I'm sort of living a version of my love of sports and my background and when I used to work for the Yankees and the podcasting or the broadcasting thing. And we put it all together as a hologram company. I, I love it. And I have to say, I, I had a very uh, same genre and age of sports. I, I talked to somebody that we work with the other day uh, and in the, the background of their, their zoom, they had a uh, Will Clark from the San Francisco giants, <laughs> like, uh, like pencil drawing. And I was like, is that Will Clark? I was like, yeah. And he told me this crazy story about Will Clark. So between Greg Jeffries and Will Clark, I feel like I'm going back to like the RBI baseball days of my youth. Oh gosh. Yeah. Will Clark had the swing though. That was Griffey, Clark. I mean, those are some classic swings. So let me, although this is probably where I'd rather take the conversation is the eighties baseball for someone that does not know uh, what portal is. Can you, can you help us understand? Like, let's say, I'm a big exec at a Fortune 500 company. And this is my first introduction to what you all are doing. Can you kind of just level set it? Yeah, for sure. Portal has several companies within our umbrella. We are a production company, so we create the content. Uh, we are a software company. We've, we've, we've invented a proprietary live telepresence uh, technology, like super light speed, high resolution, low latency, real-time hologram telepresence. And then we also invented and manufacture the devices uh, themselves that take those the content and the live stream and then present them as if they were really there in front of you. So it's a full variety technology company that allows anybody, Fred or anybody, to beam from wherever you are into wherever you need to be. And you can network the devices uh, and, and uh, string the technology together. So if you've ever said, I want to be in more than one place at a time and be omnipresent. Now you can be a Fred if you want to run for president in 2024. I could beam you out of your living room. It's all 50 states at the exact same time. So that's what we offer. It's a it's not quite being there, but it's also far more advanced than Zoom. So it's sort of the the space in between virtual and, and physically being there. It's so interesting to me because I think, you know, obviously all the, the Zoom and, and virtual meetings and all that stuff got pulled forward so quickly. Uh, and now I think people are sort of having that moment of like, well, wait a second, this isn't, there, there's something missing here. I don't feel connected to the audience. I don't feel like this person's, you know, in my office, the face-to-face thing is, yeah. is not as, as, as it once was. Do you find when you're holding a meeting or a, you know, an event of some sort with Portal that it overcomes that? Like, is, is it truly in between that sort of actually being there and Zoom experience? Yeah, it feels like you're there. I beamed to London a couple of days ago. I beamed in. I held a meeting. There was about 100 people there on the receiving side. It was like I was giving a keynote, but it wasn't just a key. It was Q&A because I can see each person I'm being beamed in front of as well. It's not just one way. This is real-time communication, right? So I could see each person in each location because each portal has a, has a you know, audience-facing interactive cameras and all kinds of stuff. So I was answering questions in real time. And to me, I saw them on a display monitor because that's how I accepted the return feed. I didn't need to see them as a hologram, but they saw me like I was there. And it wasn't like kind of one of those hybrid conventions where the keynote speaker is on a big giant, you know, hundred inch 
screen, like just from the chest up, I was there. I was, I was fully presented and, you know, there's something about nonverbal cues and body language and seeing the full person. It really does kind of complete the story. So you mentioned that they were not in a portal. So it it is possible for one person, like both people don't need to have uh, the device in order for this to work. No, the person who has the hardware on there and sort of the projector, you can see the hologram. You don't need to have it to turn yourself into one though. So that's sort of where we're going with that. We have some technology that's just about to hit that will change the way people create hologram content, both pre-recorded and live beaming. And, uh, and it doesn't require any hardware whatsoever. Very cool. Well, you know, you, you shared at CES with us a few, a few things that I thought were like just crazy interesting, but you hit my biggest question when I first saw uh, your material. I was like, well, what does this thing do when it's not, you know, when somebody's not beaming into my, my office, like, am I going to have this like, box just sitting there. And then I saw your NFT sort of example, you know, from down in Miami. Can you tell us a little bit about that? We have gotten very lucky. Sometimes, you know, when something new comes out, they are often uh, presented with a number of side effects that these new devices are capable of, of doing. One of our side effects isn't we aren't, we aren't only just a live hologram beaming device, but it really could project almost anything and make it look like it's really there. So NFTs are extremely expensive. Uh, they could, you could buy them from, for a penny or you could buy them for a million dollars or anywhere in between. We were at Art Basel and we had about a half a dozen portals there in Miami and the artists kind of portal-fied their artwork to add the additional amount of depth and dimension and shadow and reflection. And it really changed the way these uh, projections look. So instead of spending hundreds of thousands of dollars and showing all of your friends, hey, look what I got, and then showing it to them on a tablet or on a computer, they were now able to really just kind of beam them into an open space. We did that. We showed it at Christie's in New York. We showed it at Amfar at the Cannes Film Festival in France, at NFTNYC in Manhattan, and, uh, and most recently at Art Basel, so much so that we've We've really taken it seriously. We're we're developing devices to project uh, NFTs and non-living pieces of content. It makes so much sense to me. I mean, I always thought the NFT challenge was like, okay, where am I showing this? What's the point? Uh, and when I saw that, I was like, oh, there you go. This is like the ultimate display for it. And knowing that's not your core business makes it even more interesting because, you know, if, as, as somebody that does a lot of, you know, Zooms and presenting and, you know, whatever keynote type things. Like I immediately got the value of portal, but I was like, oh, is it just going to sit on the side, like a a ring light, right. That I need for certain events. And like, then it just sort of takes up a lot of space in my office. Uh, And when I saw that, I was like, oh, I mean, obviously it doesn't need to be an NFT. It could be any sort of three-dimensional hologram, uh, but it just, it looked so beautiful. And I was like, oh, I got it. Now it's artwork times super functional. And I'm sure now you, you announced it CS and then on the Today Show, your new product, which can you tell us a little bit about that? But that seems to even make it more accessible uh, to folks to get to get a portal. I was resisting it since the beginning, shrinking a person down into a, a little Mike TV, Willy Wonka-sized version of himself. I was resisting it because to me, like a hologram, if you're six feet tall, I want you to be six feet tall. 
and I could have only shrunk you down to, you know, 15 inches tall if the device did a whole lot of things. And I've been through dozens and dozens of designs and different technologies. And what is it going to do? And I said to our engineers, which, by the way, are the brains of Portal, I just get to be the one who talks about it. Like, if we can make Hologram Alexa, meet Hologram Zoom, meet Hologram Masterclass, meet Hologram... Like, so if we could do all of those things and make it look cool, like, if my wife would want to put one of our little mini hologram technology devices in our living room, wrap it in fabric and make it look really luxurious and stuff, then we've got something. And so that's what we've designed. And we presented that at CES and we offered it as a... uh, for pre-order, for reservation. And we're getting so many pre-orders right now. I'm, oh, it's, it's a humbling, it's an overwhelming thing to, to see something that we've thought of in our brains that doesn't even exist yet, really. Like this is a, it's still in the development stage, but it's, it's being ordered by like so many people. So we have a lot of work to do. Where, where do people go to pre-order it? On our website portalhologram.com. And uh, I asked that very selfishly because when you presented, uh, you know, my team was in the, in the background during the presentation and our Slack started blowing up and everyone was like, yeah, we definitely need one of these in each office like immediately. And I was like, oh boy, you're an instant hit with our team at least. It's amazing. I'm, I'm watching the data and all the analytics of, of people placing these orders and people are placing five and tens at a time. And they just want, because we're only going to make a certain amount for this first batch, but it's an overwhelming response. I'm super excited. People are emailing us why they're buying. Oh, I want to use it for, instead of telehealth, I think hologram health. And my kid wants to be able to see the planets like they're floating there. It's, you know, the, his attention is going to, and so it's, and it's quite nice, you know, and then we'll offer screensaver options like a hologram fireplace or a hologram fish tank. And, and then even in the promotional video, we show how you could remove it off the stand and hang it on the wall for those NFT options. So it's really it's a super versatile device. Yeah, it's super cool. So back to sort of the, yeah, I'll say the B2B side of it. Yes. All we've heard about for two years is the future of work. Well, metaverse and the future of work, uh, depending on who we're talking to, uh, both of which I want to ask you about. But on the future of work side, do you see this as the new sort of conference called the new Zoom call? Do you think that five years out, everyone is going to have hopefully portals in their their conference rooms? uh, And this is the way that we're going to talk with each other, given all the challenges and costs and time costs of travel? Yeah, I think so. If it's not portal, it's going to be something. I just, I know that, the way we're thinking about work is changing. Uh, obviously, Mark Zuckerberg and Met, now Meta, they've taken the idea of you know, Facebook, a family kind of a, you know, sharing your information with your friends and stuff, company. And they're saying, look, the future is in the metaverse. I'm saying that we have a similar you know, desire to change the way people connect. I think it's going to be much more physical than that. And yeah. a lot of people are not automatically going to want to put on headsets or download apps and and beam into a digital place. So somewhere in the middle is Portal, right? So we've recently been called a window into the metaverse. So for people who don't want to put on a headset, you can just look through a Portal window and see what everybody else is seeing or some version of it. But not everybody wants to be an avatar in work. They want to present themselves as themselves, especially 
when it comes to customer service, when it comes to uh, interviewing potential employees. You don't want to interview a, a cartoon without legs, right? That these fun avatars, you want to see the person. You want to be able to, it's a very emotional and physical uh, relationship and you want to be as much yourself as possible. And I think that's really where Portal comes in handy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been interesting. I have a, a two and a half year old. And so when the pandemic sort of hit, you know, I was on the road twice a week. I was on an airplane and I was grounded. So I didn't miss anything. I didn't miss the first words, the first steps, all that stuff. And it was such like an unbelievable gift. And, you know, now there's a lot of challenges again, but it was sort of like loosening up. Uh, and it made me rethink every piece of travel. You know, is it worth it for me to get on a, a six hour flight to San Francisco for one meeting? Probably not. And at the same time, there's that moment of in-person and face-to-face body language, reading the room, mm-hmm. all that stuff that you miss if you don't go in person. And so I think you're, you're really onto, onto something in terms of cracking that. And then on the metaverse side of things, like it's coming. Uh, there's no doubt what it is is very much in flux. But I, I think what's really interesting is the way to experience your company is not with headsets and AR and VR and all that all the other things, you know, you're tethered to something or you've got a kind of heavy clunky thing on your body, which lets you know that you're separated from reality. This is you're looking with your own eyes into a box and there's yeah. somebody that's three-dimensional. Yeah. It's like the difference between going to a concert or listening to it in your headphones. I like to explain it to people who just don't, they're like, is this like VR or is this AR? And I go, no, it's R right? It's really, like, you're really seeing it. It's, it's a shared experience. So if you want to be one of the people who all, if you want to say, Hey, Hey Joe, Hey Mary, come over here. Let's all look at this thing at the same time. Let's all experience this together because it's our, it's real. That's where portal will be successful. And just to go back to an earlier point, people don't want to travel, especially now. And I can see into the future, people understand that they are not expected to live the same type of life they used to. One of our customers, and I'll just, I'll make this super brief. One of our customers, I can't say who it is yet. We haven't publicly announced it, saved billions with a B, billions of dollars on travel over the course of the last two years for obvious reasons. But they also saw their um, carbon footprint shrink to almost nothing. And they said, look, we don't like, we'll go back and we'll spend some money. But the, the idea of polluting the earth again is heartbreaking to them. So we said, don't, this is portal in, beam in, beam out, be home in time to take your kids to school. And you don't have to worry about jumping on an airplane and spreading the jet fuel and booking trip. Like it's such a time saver and earth saver, not to mention all the money that your company is going to save. So it's pretty incredible. It is incredible. So, so help me understand this. So if I am that company, right. And you've got your execs, they're flying all around. Are they essentially either renting or they buying a portal, let's say in LA, right? And and somebody from their LA office is is rolling the portal over to wherever this this meeting might be or to a conference, they're kind of bringing it over. Like logistically, like how does it work right now? Right now, uh, they're renting, leasing and buying. We've got several hundred units already out. We're in 20 different countries. Five years from now, we'll have thousands of units maybe tens of thousands of the big ones and tens, twenties, hundreds of millions of, of the little ones. I think that this is the 
the hologram telephone booth. Yeah. I think it's, I, I really feel like people are going to, we're getting um, smart home real estate companies are doing deals with us where they're going to be building them into the, into the offices, into the homes, like from the ground up. And then current facilities are being retrofitted to, to fit our units. And the ability to create your hologram is you already have it. We have them in our phones right now. We've developed a, um, a really cool hologram app that allows you to capture your content, not in a studio, not with a, uh, a you know, 10 or $20,000 4K camera with all kinds of like doodads and who's a what's it's an app uh, that lets you uh, beam right from your phone into any portal, large or small. So it's going to be super easy to, uh, to do it. I love the, uh, the, <laughs> the hologram telephone booth is such a good way to describe it. That might, that might end up being the, the name of the episode, uh, the podcast. Uh, <laughs> well, it's better than hologram refrigerator. So yes. I, uh, you never know. People love their refrigerator. It's uh, true. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, part of me was thinking like, okay, so I have a meeting coming up in, I don't know, call it Kansas city, Maine, whatever city you want to do it. Uh, in theory there, there could be a portal there that I could get my hands on. Uh, or you know, buy one and then have it shipped essentially, and have that it get set up. Like this is, I'm talking like immediate term. Obviously, knowing you're going to get to the point where uh, it's it's ubiquitous and there's uh, all sorts of distribution. But right now, that that's sort of the approach. Companies are buying several units. They're putting them there in their innovation centers. They're putting them in their conference rooms. But yeah, like for one offs, um, you know, we just we did a deal with a guy named Chris Gardner. Was, he's an inspirational speaker and he's an international best-selling author, but he might be most famous for being played by Will Smith in the movie, The Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, and yeah. he does about 250 dates a year. He's, he lives on a plane. And he said to me, I want to do a keynote in front of a bunch of hotel executives and event bookers. And I want to let them know as a hologram, I'm going to beam in as a portal hologram. And I'm going to let them know lose my number unless you beam me in as into a portal. He could beam into multiple cities at the exact same time, or he could be, he could be in Morocco. He could be in Tokyo and he could be in Miami. He could do a one o'clock, a two o'clock and a three o'clock without leaving his living room. He can inspire the world, save. I mean, I mean the wear and tear as you get older, you'll find yourself. And these aren't the kinds of things that you're going to see in the metaverse. Uh, Certain things are meant for in person. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. I mean, I, to your point, I, I flew to Europe a bunch of years ago and just that was the moment. Uh, it was, you know, one of those, you, you red eye, you get in, have a meeting, do the meeting, flip back. And at 25, that is the most fun thing in the world. At 45, <laughs> that is like, like you need a week afterwards to get right. So uh, I think this is just awesome. Well, David, thank you for, you know, taking the time to chat with us, share all this with us. Uh, and we'll have everyone go check out the portal website. Is there any, anything else like last thoughts or, or places you'd like to direct the audience? Well, I hope we do a follow-up where we talk about 1980s uh, baseball. I Tell think me. that could be a lot of fun. We can I just want to know if hours. we're supposed to spell, like, is it, was it Greg Jeffries and Greg Nettles, both of whom had their baseball cards spelled Craig at one point? I don't know, but I do know I spent an awful lot of money on those baseball cards that are worth almost nothing right now. So Greg owes me quite a lot of money. Totally. <laughs> the 1980s that. NFT, the baseball cards. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to call Greg and find out if, if his name was ever misspelled on 
on some baseball cards, but he is a, he's a fun, he's definitely a fun guy. The stories he told, oh my goodness. I can only imagine for yeah. the Imagine being a super famous, young, athletic world champion in the New York area in the 1980s. Imagine what that life must have been like. Oh my goodness. They, they made movies about it, many. <laughs> They've made movies about it, yeah. Awesome, well, thank you so much. It was great to see you and appreciate the, uh, the conversation. It was my pleasure, thank you. I was so tempted to teleport to say goodbye to you all, but until portals are in all of your living rooms, for now, we'll just uh, have to say goodbye this way. I guess this is the old fashioned way, even though two years ago, this was the new way to communicate with each other. Portal's the real deal. I've seen it in person. It's incredibly impressive uh, and a great way to connect with audiences without needing to travel uh, the great distances to be there in person. So quite an interesting evolution and innovation. Follow us at Venture Fuel on LinkedIn to find more uh, interesting ventures to watch like this one. Uh, we've got a great event uh, the last Thursday of every month. Uh, this month, we will be featuring our visionary of the year, Kathy Hackle, uh, the godmother of the metaverse, as well as our venture of the year, uh, which is Holler uh, and their founder, Travis, who will show us all new ways to communicate as things continue to iterate. How do we communicate with each other better? So go to Venture Fuel on LinkedIn and you will see uh, how to apply for those events. We would love to have you. They are free, of course. Uh, and then we'll be back with the podcast uh, next week. Thanks so much for listening.